We might be quick to judge someone who has committed suicide or contemplated it, but Pastor Dave Rolf says the pain they were feeling is more complex than we may realize. Make no mistake about it. Suicide is never the best choice. Suicide is never a good thing for everyone. At the same time, I think we have to respect that somebody's in a particular situation, they're feeling what they're feeling, and you just can't magically take that away from them. But this story should help us to at least be aware that I can't judge someone else's pain. I can only accept that they are in pain because everyone's pain is different. Wake up my soul, wake up early in the day, wake up my hand, and the instrument I play, wake up my voice, let the world hear me say, you are worshipped and exalted here today. Suicide has touched us all to some degree. Maybe you had a family member or friend take that path, and you're left with questions and hurt. Or perhaps you've even contemplated ending your life as you've been disappointed by how life has turned out. Whatever the case, we hope you'll join us today for The Balanced Word as Pastor Dave Rolf continues a discussion on this very sensitive and difficult subject. We'll be in 2 Samuel chapter 17, where Ahithophel took his own life on the heels of nobody taking his advice. On the surface, it may seem like he was just being selfish and his feelings were hurt, so that's why he did what he did. But Pastor Dave will show us why we shouldn't make those assumptions. Now then, as you read on from verse 15 on down, um, Hushai then sends some spies from the temple to go tell David, hey, here's what's going on. You guys need to book it across the Jordan, get out in the wilderness, because David knew what it was like to live in the wilderness, and that would be the safest place for him. And in a way, Hushai was buying him some time by trying to tell him, take time and gather troops from all over the country. So he's kind of playing both sides. But, you know, even though his advice was better than Ahithophel's, neither one of them had a great chance of success against David. Because, you know, if you have a, a nerd leading the army, or if you have an Instagram model leading the army, you're kind of in trouble against experienced soldiers anyhow. But he's trying to, he gives them the advice and they thought it was good. So then he leaks it and you can read through these verses that um, down in verse 21 where it says, they told King David and said to David, arise and cross over the water quickly for thus has Ahithophel advised against you. So David and all his people who were with him arose and crossed over the Jordan by morning light. Not one of them was left who had not gone over the Jordan. So, and you can read the story of these spies. People were hiding them. There were a lot of people who were still behind David. So they're looking for these spies, but there were some people that had them hide down in their well. And, you know, it, it's an interesting adventure if you, if you read the whole thing through. But I want to get through the chapter, so I'm not going to read all of it. So here's this dilemma. Only two suggested opportunities now it's going to take, and ironically, even though they said that the advice was better when it came from Hushai, they still didn't actually take his advice because the, all Absalom heard is, I should lead rather than Ahithophel, and they just take off right away. And you'll see that in the rest of the chapter. You'll see that 
ultimately, a lot of the people living in these little cities were helping David, supporting him, giving him food and, and transportation and all kinds of stuff. He, people still loved David. So this wasn't going to go well, even if you know, he, Absalom had waited long enough to get enough soldiers to even make a run at it. But what I really want you to focus your attention on is this mysterious verse 23. It's kind of weird that after they heard two opinions, they picked one, Ahithophel, they didn't take his advice. In verse 23, when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled a donkey and arose. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy riding a donkey going to attack David? But he got on a donkey and he arose and it said that uh, um, he went home to his house, to his city, and then he put his household in order. An interesting phrase, it's only used here in the scripture, but we use it a lot in literature, usually referring to get your house in order before you go and tell somebody else how to live. But in this case, it was something very specific and very tragic. He put his household in order, and he hanged himself, and he died, and he was buried in his father's tomb. And then David took off, was supported, and Absalom's leading an army ultimately to his own doom in the next chapter. But this guy, Hithophel, if you read commentaries, a lot of times even if you hear pastors preaching on this, the understanding is, okay, why did Hithophel kill himself? Just because they didn't take his advice? He's not a fool. Ahithophel, there was something more going on with Ahithophel than just the fact, well, fine, if you don't want my advice, I'm going to go kill myself. I don't think that's what it was. There was something going on in Ahithophel that, first of all, if you go back to the previous chapter, he has this great idea of Absalom defiling these royal women in public, thus bringing death penalty on yourself, thus making David so mad that he's not going to have sympathy for you anymore. What kind of an idea was that? It was almost a suicidal idea, even at that. He was a bitter guy. You can maybe understand why he was. But then his idea of, you know what? Here's my plan. I'm going to lead the way, and I'm going to kill David. You know, that's not a plan. That's suicide. That's him wanting to die, doing something because he wanted to die. The reason why he ends up going home and killing himself was because in every way possible, he had wanted to die. And it seemed like he couldn't even pull that off. He would have liked to die a hero, but he couldn't do it. You know, a lot of times, I, one time I was talking to a girl who told me that she was going to kill herself and she wanted to die. And I go, can I make a suggestion? I said, I'll give you a one-way ticket to Afghanistan and you can go there and just start preaching the gospel on the streets, and you'll die, and then you'll be a hero. They'll be writing books about you, making movies about you, and everything else. And she ended up not killing herself, which is good. But Ahithophel, like nothing that he was doing, gave him the opportunity to do what he really wanted to do, which was to die. And I don't, you know, you can look at it and go, well, his, his dear friend, his king, his leader, his boss, had defiled his granddaughter. So would that make you this upset? I don't know. You know, you could look at it and go, she was married to a Gentile. Now she's the queen. 
Now she has a chance for her son to actually become the next king of Israel. So yeah, too bad about her ex, but this hasn't this isn't all that bad. You could easily argue with him and say, should you really be that bitter against David? Now, yeah, I know you thought David would never do something like that to somebody like you. And people who are loyal to powerful people always, they, never, they always underestimate the ability of power to corrupt people. And so as a result, they're like, I expected David to do stuff like that, but not to one of my relatives. But it was complicated. But the real thing is, as we look at it, why do people take their own lives? It happens all the time. We've all been affected by it. I'm sure we all know people who have chosen to kill themselves. And every time we're like, why'd you do that? that if I could have only talked to you, or if I only could have you know, explained, or what, how can you be so selfish? And personally, I don't believe that people kill themselves because they're selfish. I don't think they kill themselves because they want to hurt somebody else. Their perspective is different than that. Now, it's really true that when people take their own life, when they decide not to live anymore, to be or not to be, as Shakespeare wrote in Hamlet, that's the question. When somebody decides to answer that question in that way, there's something to it. There's a reason behind it. In some way, life has so disappointed a person that they then think that the most logical option for them is to stop the pain by ending it all. And so, I mean, by the way, suicide is not prevalent at all in impoverished countries where everyone kind of lives the same way in the jungle. They don't kill themselves because they have really low expectations. They just hope when they wake up tomorrow, they can find food for their family. But it's the more complex society becomes, the more likely it is that you have a sense of, I thought this was going to happen, and now I'm disappointed. Now, it's easy to go, oh, I have to fell. You know, he lost. He couldn't handle it. He was weak. And you can do that with anyone who takes their own life. But I want to suggest to you that Ahithophel was in some kind of pain that you don't really know what he was feeling and what he was suffering. And that's true of everyone who takes their own life. There's a level of pain that we cannot look at it logically and comprehend it completely. And that's kind of scary, but it's very, very true. I love uh, in Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, who Man's Search for Meaning is just an amazing book, but uh, Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist and a philosopher, and uh, he was also a Holocaust survivor. And he talks about pain, and he said, everyone has a different threshold of pain. Everyone has a different level of pain. And it doesn't always function in a way that's logical. He said, for instance, I watched, in, as I was in a concentration camp, I watched my wife taken and put in the gas chambers. I watched my father killed by the Nazis. I saw all of those people all around me dying. But he said, I didn't feel as much pain as a 13-year-old girl who, when her boyfriend breaks up with her, she kills herself. He says, do you understand that something that you could look on as trivial, she must be experiencing pain in a deeper way than I did. 
And I think, I mean, you can think about that for a long time and you can disagree with it for a while, but you're going to come to the conclusion, it's true. I can't know what you are feeling. And that's why I think it's so important for us to look at Ahithophel and just go, whatever the source of it was, however this went down, this was not simply a guy being selfish. This was not simply one of the smartest men in Israel saying, Mwah, you hurt my feelings. Now I'm going to take my ball and go home. No, he was in abject pain. You saw it developing with his horrible ideas as to how to get out of this, and he didn't know how to deal with that pain. And that's true of anyone who comes to the point where they would take their own life. And if we don't understand that, then we will look at them and go, we, we talk about people like that who are selfish. We talk about them who are superficial. We talk about them as if they just didn't care or if, they, if I could have only talked to them, I could have convinced them. And it's way more complex than that. Humanity is more complex than that. Emotions are more complex than that. And so you have a guy like Ahithophel that does this. Now, the irony is this whole thing of, you know, he went home to his house and he put his household in order. People can actually believe that when they take their life, they're actually making their household a better place. They convince themselves that this is for the sake of everyone else. And, you know, they legitimately, if anyone would really understand what the hurt and the pain that they cause to others when they take their life, they can't because they're so wrapped up in their own pain that they just can't even imagine that. And it's easy for them to just think, truth is, man, everyone will be better off when I'm out of here. They'll forget me very quickly and they'll have my life insurance. You know, and that's what people think. But the truth is, no, you hurt somebody in a way that that hurt will never go away. But it's, it's not intentional. It's that actually somebody can believe that people will be better off without them. And so in the case of Ahithophel, he thought by tidying up the house, he was making it a better place. Not so. But man, it, this touches us all the time if we have our eyes open. I would, first of all, encourage you to not just buy into the yeah, Hithophel was selfish, didn't get his way, so he went and killed himself. What a jerk. No, can we look at him and say, he was experiencing pain that I haven't experienced. And I'm not going to judge somebody for their pain. Make no mistake about it. Suicide is never the best choice. Suicide is never a good thing for everyone. At the same time, I think we have to respect that somebody's in a particular situation, they're feeling what they're feeling, and you just can't magically take that away from them. But do you understand that, I mean, there are people who talk about killing themselves all the time. Those aren't the ones who usually do it unless it's accidental. They expect somebody to find them, and then they don't. But do you realize how many people around you are in incredible pain? And the more pain they feel, probably the less obvious they are about it. And so 
our lives to a huge degree are opportunities for us to be there and validate somebody's pain and be understanding of them, not jump to conclusions and categorize them and, and you know, call them selfish and self-absorbed. And, well, if you would just, you know, do what I do, you'd be fine. You know, I used to feel just like you, and now I'm fine. It's true. There are sometimes people who want to die will end up not. I, my mom, for, for a whole year one time, she was trying to kill herself every day. And I was begging her not to, and she was locked up in a hospital and trying to jump off the roof of the hospital. It was crazy. And then after that, the rest of her life, she wasn't really suicidal at all. So there are people around you that you just don't know. And I think this story should help us to at least be aware that I can't judge someone else's pain. I can only accept that they are in pain because everyone's pain is different. And I, after I read, the first time I read Viktor Frankl saying that about the 13-year-old girl, I go, it's true. <laughs> I have not felt that. So what she went through hurts. You don't judge pain based on everyone voting and saying, well, yeah, that's, that's definitely worth ending your life for. You can deal with what's in your own heart. And as Christians who love people, who want to encourage people, we need to be sensitive to the people around us because some of them may be struggling in some way that you can't imagine. And when you talk to someone who hurts, don't argue with them and explain to them why they shouldn't hurt. Accept their pain. Accept that this is just what they are feeling. But you need to understand, too, if you're a person who's experiencing pain, putting your household in order, the only way for your house to be in order is for you to be a part of it, for you to be in it. There isn't any way ever that you being gone is going to make your family better off, your friends better off, your church better off, your town better off. It's always a delusion to believe that somehow, if I'm not here, things are just going to be way easier. Talk to the many people who have suffered, you know, the suicide of a loved one before you think maybe that's your solution. Because getting your house in order is a good idea. The best way to get your house in order is to get your life together, is to do the best you can with your life, is to be honest with somebody about what you're feeling. And if somebody's honest enough to tell you, and it's a, a huge privilege if somebody tells you this, you know, I'll be honest with you. And I'm not saying this from, I've never, I've never felt like killing myself. I, I feel like killing other people all the time, but... <laughs> But if somebody ever starts to say something like that, don't talk them out of it. Let them know that you understand what great pain they must be in. That's what being a part of somebody else's life really means. For me, this chapter and this story, I'm kind of haunted by and I And I've, many times, may, I don't know if you go back in old tapes when I taught on this passage, I may have bought into the whole notion that, yeah, he was just such a selfish guy that they, he didn't get his way and he stomped his foot and went home and killed himself. People don't kill themselves because they're selfish. People don't kill themselves because they don't get their way. It's a pain that's way more complex than that. And us ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Us arguing doesn't help. The truth is, people are able to do that if, if it's what they choose to do. I would, and there are people that I've 
tried to counsel and they ended up taking their life. And it's horrible. It hurts me terribly. But, you know, I can just look back and go, I tried to respect where they were coming from. I, I, tried, I didn't tell them, you know, you do that, you're going to go to hell, which is a lie. You know, anybody who's killing themselves isn't in their right mind. God's not going to punish somebody with hell because they weren't in their right mind. That doesn't make sense. But the Catholics started that doctrine just to try to keep people from killing themselves. But at the same time, I want to be somebody who, if I run into an Ahithophel as he's coming home on his donkey, I would go, hey, you want to talk? Man, it must hurt to go through what you've gone through. And that's an opportunity that we all have. Please don't ever believe that how you feel doesn't matter. Please understand, there are a lot of other people who feel your pain. Maybe not the people in your life, maybe not the people you wish would feel it, but but there are people who have felt what you felt. And we want to validate that, but we also want to be there and understand and let people know that life is really valuable, it's precious. And it never is reasonable to take your own life, but it's very real. Feelings, how what we experience, they're all messed up. But if we can be, if we can be somebody who saw Ahithophel going off by himself and said, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee, talk about this, it could have changed history in a lot of ways. Sure, maybe David would have ended up killing him anyway, but you know, probably not. The kind of guy David was, I got to believe at any point, this could have been, you look at the way he mourns Absalom after Absalom died, it's like, there's a better way. But this is real. This is something that I think we have to accept and understand. And when it comes to ourselves, be honest and let somebody hear how we feel. Don't just suffer alone and then think maybe, maybe the place would be better off without me. Your home won't be in order unless you're in it. You're listening to The Balanced Word with Pastor Dave Rolfe and his message, To Be or Not To Be. You can hear it again online at thebalancedword.com. You can also call and request a CD copy at 949-362-7475. You might also want to request the entire Kingdom Building series, again at 949-362-7475. We'd also like to offer you Pastor Dave's Through the Bible in a Year series on a USB thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. Go through the Bible in a year with Pastor Dave by ordering this special series today. Again, call 949-362-7475 or order online at thebalancedword.com. Your gifts help to make these shows possible on stations like this one all across the nation. Thank you for standing with us with either a one-time gift or ongoing monthly support. Donations can be made at thebalancedword.com. Have you had a chance to listen to Pastor Dave's one-minute messages? You can listen to those at thebalancedword.com and even join our mailing list so you can have them delivered to you each day. You can watch them on Instagram or Facebook too by following CC Pacific Hills. Pastor Dave would love to have you join us at Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel. Our service times on Sunday morning are at 8, 9.45 and 11.30. Directions and more information about the church can be found online at ccpacifichills.org. You can watch our live stream there too ccpacifichills.org. If you've been experiencing suicidal thoughts, we'd encourage you to reach out to someone, like a family member, friend, or your pastor, or even us here at The Balanced Word. 
while the pain you're experiencing is very real, God doesn't want you to deal with it by yourself. Let me give you our phone number once again, 949-362-7475. Again, 949-362-7475. Now let's finish our time together in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word and for this painful story. And guy who was a good man, smart guy, loyal guy, who just felt a pain that even to this day, a lot of people read this story and they do not understand how much he hurt. Help us to be aware of the people around us and help us, those of us who may be feeling pain that we can't express or explain or understand or we judge ourselves for even feeling the way that we do. Help us to understand that we are never alone that you are always with us, that Jesus, the word of God tells us that you experienced and were tempted with everything as we are, yet without sin. So I have to believe that you as our high priest must have also felt the deep pain that makes someone not want to be here anymore. And yet you didn't give in to that. So Lord, help us to be wiser, help us to be more compassionate, and help us when we, when we feel like we're alone, help us to look for people to be with that won't make us feel so alone. Thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Next time on The Balanced Word, we're talking about irrational love as our study in 2 Samuel resumes with Pastor Dave Roth. This program is brought to you by Pacific Hills Calvary Chapel. Wake up my hands and the instrument I play. Wake up my.